0: This is The Braver Podcast, episode one. Welcome to The Braver Podcast, the podcast that's focused on helping real estate business owners to transition from doing it all themselves to building a true business that creates freedom for them. Each week we grow braver together by focusing on facing the fears and what we're avoiding to grow to the next level. If you want to hear more about building a true business getting motivation and encouragement leadership spirituality and growing braver you found the right podcast thanks for listening let's get started everyone welcome to the brand new podcast this is the braver podcast this is for real estate investors that have been in their business and real estate professionals in general that have been in their business, running their business, kind of wearing all the hats, doing everything, or even have maybe started building a team and want to just get to that next level. And in order to do so, have to face kind of what's what's keeping you held back. And this episode, I'm just going to talk about sort of the the origin of the podcast and really what this podcast is about, and then my story where I'm coming from with it, and uh, and just going kind to of share all that kind of cool stuff in a quick episode. This The goal of the podcast is really about facing fears that are keeping you from growing a real estate business that works for you instead of you working so much for it. In detail, it's basically going to be about being honest about what we're avoiding and pushing through to new heights voluntarily. If you don't have to be brave, you're playing it too safe and not really growing in your business. And I think too much of us have been stuck too long in that sort of uh, you know cycle of having some success and then trying to have more success by doing more of the same things, just more often, harder, longer, and, you know, just working really hard at just trying to do the same thing that get you success before, but having more success by just doing that over and over and over again. And after a while you get burned out and you find out, Hey, wait a minute, this isn't uh, this isn't really working <laughs> the way I thought. Uh, and so it's, it's really getting to a place where we want to share with each other how to move forward, to push through our comfort zone and grow more, right? We grew to the point where if you're doing, you're generating leads and you're doing some deals, awesome, that is spectacular. Most investors don't ever make it to the point where they're doing deals, even one, two, three, four, five deals a year. So if you've made it to that point, that's awesome. You, That's perfect for you for this podcast. We're going to take it to the next level, even if you're doing 10 deals and you want to try to get to 20 deals, whether you're flipping wholesaling, uh, maybe you're doing a hybrid model, something like that. That's what this is all about. It's just learning what we need to push through and, uh, and build a true business. Right. I mean, that's really the goal. So why the name braver this podcast, uh, you know, I thought of different names like smart scaling and stuff like that, that represents sort of what the topic is, but, those didn't really feel incredible to me. I just felt like they were okay. You know, maybe, maybe some people see that and know what the podcast is all about, but I wanted something that really struck me, something that I'd feel awesome about saying like, I'm working on this. I'm working on this, uh, braver podcast. This is an extension of me and what I've learned and what I'm trying to do with helping others and something I'm trying to do for myself as well at the same time. And so the name of, for the podcast as braver, being the podcast name was one, because I felt like I wanted, you know, that thing that really is what we need. Right. So if, if I say, well, we need to learn this, you know, ABC or one, two, three, these other steps to success. It's kind of missing something there because I think a lot of us know some of those steps, right, but we're not doing it. So what is it that's keeping us from making that leap? And so, what, what I stumbled upon was something that was said by Jordan Peterson. He's a Canadian professor of psychology. And I'm going to paraphrase this a little bit. But basically what he said was, if you're naive and you move forward, there's no courage because you don't understand how vulnerable you are. But to be aware of what your problem is and how you could face some unknown but move forward anyways, that's one of the secrets to a good life. He went on to say that you determine what you're afraid of, and then you expose yourself in increments to that. And he says that the clinical literature doesn't indicate that people become less afraid, it's that they become braver. And that's not the same thing. He said that if you get less afraid, you just say, well, I guess the world wasn't as scary as I thought it was, silly me. But if you get braver, that's not what happens. He said the world is just as dangerous as as you thought, but it turns out there's something within you that responds to taking on that challenge as a voluntary challenge and grows and thrives as a consequence. And so the key is facing some stressor that is thrown at you involuntarily versus you taking it on voluntarily. As you become braver, you approach with a sense of challenge instead of approach of a defense and withdrawal. When done voluntarily, this is a sense there is there's actually a sense of adventure And you can view the challenge as improving your life and taking risks in a non naive way. Now, which approach do you want? Involuntary change or voluntary change and becoming braver to, to tackle those challenges. So I absolutely love that. And that's, that's really the reason for the, the name of this podcast is being braver. Now I'm going to share a little bit about my story and where I'm coming from so that you know who I am and where I'm coming from and, and how this all fits together. Basically I was a software developer, uh, right out of college, and I wanted freedom to do what I wanted to do and when. I wanted, to, as funny as it sounds, I, I wanted to, to be driving around during the day while everybody else was at work. You know that feeling that you get when you like were in school and you were sick and you were at home and you're thinking, "Oh, they would all my friends are in first period right now or something like that." And you just got to feel good about not being there. That's what I wanted. I wanted that feeling. Of, uh, of, of that freedom and what it felt like to not be in the same sort of what I saw maybe as a little bit of a trap that a lot of other people are stuck in. Around that time, I was a software developer and my father started flipping houses and I saw all the excitement that he had. He was just super pumped about all of the the growth he was having uh, personally, professionally and, and being able to do these deals and excited about all these deals and, uh, that he was doing that I said, man, I wanna do that same thing. So I started looking for my house, my first house to live in. And that was going to be an investment property. And I bought a HUD home that needed a bunch of work. And uh, several years later, I think, sold that for and made a forty thousand dollar profit. And I was like, Wow, this is almost as much as I make as a software developer at the time per year. This is crazy from one deal. So basically, after buying that one, you know, that took nine months and I was like, what's going on? This is a lot harder than I thought. But the second deal after that, I think came two or three months later Then the next one's like a month later. And it kind of grew from there. But it took me three years of working part time on this business on the the house business on the flipping business. Um, I was too afraid to go full time. I just like that steady paycheck was there. And uh, it was doing deals and having fun and not having the pressure of having to do the deals. I mean that felt really good. So it actually took me being fired to go full time as a real estate investor. And uh, I had to get fired from my job to be able to do that. And what what that really was great for was that I learned how to operate the real estate business uh as sort of like the 80/20, right? The 20% of things that are going to produce 80% of the rules results because I only had my lunch hour and and uh, evenings or weekends to run the business. And so I'm actually happy for uh, having that long of a part-time, uh, you know, working the business, real estate business part-time because it taught me those things. And then whenever I went full-time after I got fired, I was I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. It was kind of driving me crazy. Um, but I did find a way to fill the time by, by trying to generate more leads and do more deals. So I was excited to grow the business and uh, my wife at the time and I did. We were averaging about 20 to 30 deals a year. And things were were pretty good, uh, and then my uh, my mentor gave me a flight in his small plane. He's a he was a private pilot in uh, in Michigan, so we flew over Lake Michigan. It was amazing, absolutely incredible, seeing like old shipwrecks under the water and stuff like that that you can see from the air. It was just a heck of an experience, and I knew what my next challenge would be. And so during a summer trip up the West Coast. My family and I visited an air space, air and space museum in McMinnville, Oregon. And at that, they they had Howard Hughes Spruce Goose. And if you ever watch the aviator movie, it's an awesome movie. But uh, they talk about him building that giant plane, this huge, like the wingspan of a football field or something. And uh, I decided at that point while I was there to start taking flying lessons. So for the next three months, I was all about flying, getting my uh, private pilot certificate. And even almost everything in my life took a backseat at that point, including the business. And if you've been in business for any length of time, you understand that, you know, those motivated seller leads that were coming in still kept coming in, even though I wasn't doing much marketing because of the compounding effect of your marketing. Um, But I, you know, so even after dropping the ball on marketing, because I was doing so much in, in the flying, I was so busy flying and learning and doing the ground school stuff and all that, uh it, it was, it was the leads were still coming in, but they started getting to a point where they were a trickle. I took my check right on my birthday and I got my private pilot certificate, and then reality set in and the leads dried up. So I had seriously dropped the ball in the business. And I wanted to just fly and play like I was semi-retired at that point, which didn't work out so hot. I needed to ramp the business back up again and get to where we were operating smoothly. Uh, and doing you know 30 to to 40 deals per year and i needed motivation though because i just wanted to go flying all the time mostly and i felt like i was doing what i'd learned before and just doing more of it and you know the excitement just wasn't there honestly it wasn't as exciting as it was the first time to do that so at the time i noticed that there were blogs and tv shows that showed people fixing up these properties they showed up the whole like they showed all the fixing up part of it. and But they never showed you how they got the deals or what the numbers were like and all that kind of stuff, like all the, the necessary pieces for any of us that want to start buying houses for investments. And nobody was talking about what it took to do that. So I started posting all of those, uh, my weekly activities in the business to, to ramp it back up on my blog, Flipping Junkie. And I ended up sharing all that marketing I was doing, what I spent, details on every motivated seller lead that came in. Whether I went to see the house, how much in repairs that it needed, the offer that I made, whether I got the deal, the before pictures, if I bought the house, the rehab scope of work, after pictures, basically everything that I was doing to operate this business. And I did that for 34 weeks. And it was was a lot of work, really, honestly. I think I was putting maybe eight hours per week just putting together those blog posts. And, and a lot of people follow along and cheered me on and really motivated me to do all this because I was then not just doing it as a, you know, for myself to build my business back up. It was actually uh, something to help other people, which felt really good. And it helped me to do that. So uh, it also helped me to be accountable because I said I was going to do this on the blog and then I would have to do it the next week. Right. And... You know, so that worked. that really got us back to where we're doing it. And all those posts for those 34 weeks became the basis for my book, Flipping Houses Exposed. Um, You can find that on Amazon. Just look for Flipping Houses Exposed. 34 weeks in the life of the successful uh, house flipper. And, you know, many people said that that book actually is what inspired them to become a, a real estate investor because it showed that it was truly a numbers game. You know, they realize now that those first 10 leads or whatever that they got that didn't become a deal, were just getting them closer to the one that was going to become a deal instead of saying, oh, I guess it doesn't work in my city. I guess I'm not capable of it. Um, I don't know where I'm going wrong. They just kept going. It was like, "Okay, those 10 leads just getting me closer, maybe the next one, maybe the next one. And so it was really cool to, to inspire people and do that. And my son Weston was born around that time. So I took a break from sharing the week to week. And that's why I ended at 34 weeks. But in that time, I had documented the generation of 495 motivated seller leads that came in from all those marketing efforts. That's a lot of leads. Now that's that's not just, you know, a, a list of absentee owners. That's actually where the someone was calling me and saying, hey, I want to sell my house, you know, because they sell my marketing. And so that was pretty cool. We generated 495 leads in those 34 weeks. And we continued to grow the business for several more years. But it was slow going. You know, my, my wife at the time and I didn't have a team. It was just us. And it had just been us. Aside from a realtor and contractors to do the work on the houses, we were wearing all of the houses, all the house. <laughs> I don't know how we'd wear all the houses, but we we're wearing all the hats in the business. And honestly, I was getting burned out. And it was uh, it was a lot of work. The model the model that I was following was, and this might sound familiar to you, but it was uh, you know cranking up marketing, just crank up that marketing, get a crap ton of leads, do some deals, and then do more marketing, do more deals, do more marketing, do more deals. Very basic. It worked, and it worked pretty well, but just enough to kind of trap me into that hamster wheel of just having to keep it all going. Because it only worked as long as I worked, you know, so trying to find that success by doing more of what I was doing, just, you know, longer hours, working harder at it, trying to find ways to, to, uh, you know, put more money into marketing, new, new marketing sources, all that kind of stuff to try to do these deals. And, you know, it just, it wasn't as much fun anymore. And the problem really was rooted in my treating the business as more of a hobby, I didn't wanna hire a team because I was scared. And yeah, I would never have shared that at the time. I would have given all kinds of bull crap excuses, but I was just scared. I didn't acknowledge that fear that I had. And instead I hid behind all these justifications. I justified not hiring by thinking that it would add more responsibility. I thought if I bring somebody on to help me, then I'm then responsible for making sure that I keep things going in order for them to have a job, to support their family and to support them. And I was going to be responsible for that. You know, in my mind, it was like, I want to be able to leave and take a vacation for two or three months and stop buying houses during those two or three months. And that was sort of like this, this vague sort of idea floating around in my head about how this business was and the freedom that I had through it by being able to do stuff like that. But guess what? I never did. We never... Went and took two or three months because we had to keep everything going. It was it was a business that we were operating ourselves, and it, and it couldn't really just be a hobby. I mean, if it was a hobby, we would have to be okay with just living a meager, a more meager life, and and not have to do as many deals. But fact of the matter is, we wanted more, and and it, in order to have that true freedom, we had to keep working. We couldn't take two or three months vacation, so that was just a way. To justify not bringing on help and not growing to the next level, and uh, it was kind of eye-opening to see that that was really what was happening. It was this idea: I've got freedom because I'm flipping houses, right? That's what I was told. If I if I flip houses, I'm going to have freedom. But it wasn't it wasn't really working out in reality that way. And you know, the 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 trap of just generating more leads to do more deals wasn't feeling good. And it wasn't creating the freedom. It was actually doing the opposite. And it took some really good friends beating me over the head to convince me that growing a team and treating the business as a true business was actually the way to go. And it wasn't the path I was on. And they kind of got me onto that. So I'm glad I listened to them. I want to thank them here really fast because they really did help me a lot in this. Uh, there's a lot of you out there that have helped me. But most notably, I want to you know, take a moment just to thank Justin Williams, uh, Andy McFarland, Don Costa, Bill Allen. And for anybody else, um, the good friends that have helped me to do all that, thank you so much for that, uh, for for helping change all of that, right, and changing uh, my life and everything. So thanks. There was a learning curve in building a team and and a true business, obviously, right? It wasn't just, oh, I decided to do it, and now I did it, you know? It was a true growth experience, uh, both personally and professionally. And really, that whole experience of growing to that level, growing Uh, and building a business to create freedom that's the focus of this podcast of the braver podcast the fear was always there but i became braver and i'm still becoming braver there's still fears new fears new growth um now also in my software business i'm having to to go through all those right and i want to share that i want to be vulnerable and share that and create connection with you out with everybody out there listening And, uh, you know, I want to have people listening to the podcast, come onto the podcast to share their experience. And so that everybody can, can, uh, have encouragement, right? I mean, it's not just about saying what somebody did and being, oh, that's so cool, but like, what are you having struggles with? And, you know, what have you done that, that is super great that maybe you've never given yourself a whole lot of credit for, because that's really big as well. But anyway, we built a team and we grew the business while working less after making a lot of changes. And in fact, I was able to focus more and more on the software system that uh, you know, I've been creating for real estate investors. Uh, that system's Forefront CRM, and that software is supporting this podcast and making it possible now. Um, and so that's, that's gonna be sort of the sponsor for the show is the Forefront CRM. But it's all really come full circle. You see, when I did the, the 34 Weeks, Showing everything that I did in my business, pre-team. This is a, that's what I'll call it. Pre-team, I generated those 495 motivated seller leads. Now that's the qualified motivated seller leads. But I, I guess what, like, I only did 11 deals from those 495 motivated seller leads. I'm embarrassed to say that. That is absolutely pitiful, right? That was operating where we needed what, like, almost 50 leads to get a deal. 50 leads to get a deal. I mean that's that's crazy. And you know part of that's because we were ramping up but still like to get a deal out of every 50 leads is highly inefficient. And I have to really consider why why was that the case then? And it's because we hadn't focused on working on our business. We were so caught up in what happened once a lead, you know, we we were so caught up in just generating more leads to do more deals that this whole idea of what was happening with those leads after they came in was was not of much concern. It was like, the leads gotta come in, they've gotta be really motivated, then we can put on a contract and let's just find like a bunch more really motivated people. Well, guess what? Like We were leaving so much, so much money on the table um, because we weren't tracking anything, right? We weren't really looking at the true numbers in the business and making adjustments and seeing trends of what was happening and and fixing the holes in our bucket of our, our pipeline, right? Our, our, our deal funnel, like the lead would come in, then what would happen with it? And so I built Forefront CRM to help keep track of our leads and perform follow-ups for us. Of course, at the time it wasn't called that. It's been an evolution, but that system basically was, was needed. And, um, you know, obviously it does a lot more than that now, But just keeping track of those leads and doing that follow-up for us, you know, helped us tremendously. And, um, you know, we kept that that system uh, very simple because we got to love using it. If you don't use your system, what good is it, right? So the product evolution for Forefront is always geared towards providing features that help you do more deals from the leads that you're generating. Because whenever I saw 495 leads getting 11 deals, it just didn't didn't work there was a whole lot that could be fixed so all of that that we've learned through that has been put into that system to help other people also to do that where if you put a lead in there that system is going to do everything it can to help you turn that into a deal which is huge because once we built a team for our real estate business and we had the time to work on the business we were able to get to where we were doing one out of every four or five leads became a deal so how cool is that instead of every 40 to 50 leads becoming a deal is one out of every four or five by having a team, you know, where people are specialized as acquisitions, people leading lead intake uh, dispositions, all that kind of stuff. It got to where it was an efficient business, right? And we thought, well, if we hire people, we're going to be responsible for them. Plus it's going to eat up more of the pie, right? We're going to have to pay people, give them, you know, commission if they're, if they're based on that for salespeople, Um, all those things play into it, but we ended up doing so much more. We did more revenue, even net revenue. I mean, net even at the end of the day was even higher. And then had all that that free time because we weren't having to go to appointments, we're having to take the calls, weren't have to do all those things. So it was just it was beautiful that 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 turned out that way and everything actually did go the way it was supposed to. Obviously, there were bumps in the road, right? And that's what you know again that this podcast is going to be uncovering but it's to where we can get to, right? If we really work at creating a business and we're focused on steering the ship and working on the business instead of so much in it. So obviously there's a lot involved in getting the conversion rate down like that. But I did create a a framework. Like I said before, the model that I was following was more leads, more deals, and that's it, right? Well, not very smart because one out of every 40, 50 became a deal. Um, It wasn't until put together things like the no lead left behind framework that things really got to where we're focusing on, on fixing the pieces of our business that would turn more of those leads into deals. So you can actually download, I actually wrote out this framework. So it's the no lead left behind framework, and you can download that for free. You can just head over to forefrontcrm.com, forefront F O R E front slash no lead left behind forefrontcrm.com no lead left behind you can download that for free check it out Uh, it's really um, pretty cool like showing you how to like do some things to turn more of those leads into deals so for this podcast i'm going to be interviewing other real estate professionals that are currently in the process of building a team and true business as well as those that have already been through the fire and i'm also excited to interview others in the fields of Things like leadership, business, motivation, and even spirituality, because that's also a big part of my life. And uh, I'm looking forward to having this platform to to share all those things and and really go from um, uh, you, you know treating things as a hobby more into like a true business and actually experiencing that true freedom that we're all looking to get. So, who is the podcast for? Uh, you know, the podcast is really geared towards real estate professionals that are already doing some business, but wanna take that business to the next level to to look at what they're avoiding and facing those fears, becoming braver and accepting those challenges. That's what the podcast is geared towards. Now, if you're a new investor, obviously you're still gonna get a lot out of it, right? If you're new to real estate, um, you can still get a lot out of it, but you probably benefit more if you check out the Flipping Junkie podcast, which is my other podcast I've been doing for years um, there's 200 episodes. Um, that's geared towards more towards a new investor and uh, a lot of the the basics and into advanced even. But you should start around episode 17 because that's when I started doing episodes uh, in an, in a certain sequence, starting with mindset, then marketing, um, goal setting, um, you know, and all the way up to like building teams, wholesaling, rehabbing, all that kind of stuff. But it's it's almost like a training course over something like 40 or 50 episodes. So starting I think at episode 17 on the Flipping Junkie podcast. Um you can you can check that out. You can find that on iTunes or Google Podcast or on flippingjunkie.com. So yeah, check those out if you're looking at uh if you're a newer investor but uh, anyway. So Also, as a part of this, you know, I just mentioned freedom, right? We're looking for that freedom that we set out to get. When we got into real estate, what's got most of us excited to do real estate was this idea of freedom. And my software company is actually named Freedom Driven. And when I named it, I was thinking in terms of financial and time freedom. You know, it's like that's what that was my concept of freedom, right? My financial time freedom. But as I've matured over the years massively in the last couple of years actually with with a lot of big true life challenges, I've realized that i'm I'm after a lot more than that really. I'm also focused on a spiritual path which is opening up uh, me up to to true beauty of life and I, I really think that you know freedom real freedom has more to do than just with financial and time freedom so uh, I was listening to something, a talk by Ram Das. He he talked about doers and beers. And he he talked about success creating boredom. And he says, you've done it. And now you're repeating it. You know, the steps, if you're a doer, even taking a vacation is exhausting. And I know exactly what he's talking about. Because I've been in some of the most beautiful places on earth and thinking, you know, just like feeling off, like I'm not even able to enjoy it, because I've, I've I'm just like, I'm, I'm in go mode, I want to, I want to get things done. I want to do things and I've got to stay occupied. And he said that in business with the boredom, you're doing things constantly for what? He said to avoid the boredom. And he he asked, have you got a spot? Oh, well, maybe he didn't ask that. He was just talking about that, right? If you're a doer, you're doing and, you know, you just got to stay occupied. And I felt like I was there. And I just want to ask you, have you gotten to a spot where you can't seem to push through to a place of real freedom, right? To get past that so that you can actually enjoy life, which is actually the the mission of Freedom Driven is is actually enjoy life, right? Real life freedom and, and enjoying life. And that's what this podcast is all about. It's about being brave and being willing to look at what you're afraid of, whether that's business related or not, and looking at what you're avoiding, being honest with yourself about that so that you can voluntarily challenge yourself to overcome that. So thank you for listening. We're gonna have a ton of great episodes. I've already got some as I'm launching this. There's already a handful of episodes out there interviewing real estate investors that are going through that and looking at the challenges of hiring and things like that. And I'll be scheduling and getting uh, some experts in leadership, motivation, all that kind of stuff. And, and even hopefully some spirituality stuff. So I uh, really appreciate you guys listening to this. Uh, please make sure to take a moment and subscribe to the podcast. And if you would leave a rating and review on iTunes, it really helps to get this, this podcast out there and help it grow and everything. So I really appreciate you guys joining me on this adventure, this new uh, journey and everything. So let's grow braver together. I'll see you next time.